Seeing my family for the holidays is my most important tradition. So when my kids said they didn't feel comfortable visiting because of COVID-19, I didn't take it that well at first. But you know what? It's okay. I know it's because they care, and I don't want anyone to get sick either. This holiday season isn't what I had in mind, but we're finding ways to spend time together, like decorating cookies on video chat. Find more ideas for the holidays at coronavirus.wa.gov gatherings. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Call the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. You know, some of these, uh, these developments in Washington are just delicious as the Democrats' hypocrisy is constantly on parade. And the latest uh, example of that, of course, is this uh, Tara Reid accusation against Joe Biden. Now, you know, I I believe in the American standard of justice that you're innocent until proven guilty, that you have a right to face your accuser and uh, cross-examine them, and that you have, uh, you know, some sort of statute of limitations uh, that uh, prevents accusations that are so far back in history that you can't possibly, uh, you know, defend yourself from them. But that is not the standard that the Democrats have been advocating and, in fact, enshrining into law for these last two decades. And Joe Biden uh, was on the forefront of that movement to put the uh, burden of proof not on the, uh, the accuser or on the charges, but on the accused. And in uh, Title IX law that uh, was enacted on all of the, the campuses throughout the country, Joe Biden insisted that that standard be turned on his head and that uh, any accusation of a sexual nature uh, be presumed to be true. And then the, the accused had to prove that it didn't happen, which you can't do. It's actually, you know, a, a, a logical fallacy. You cannot prove a negative. And Biden is uh, all of a sudden uh, caught on the horns of his own making. And, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> It's kind of entertaining to watch this karma come back in real time and bite Biden in the ass. Uh, he appeared this morning on Morning Joe, who is a uh, you know a left wing outlet uh, hates Donald Trump and uh, has been part of this Me Too movement at the uh, at the um, you know Mika Brzezinski carrying it. But I got to admit, you know, in all fairness, Mika Brzezinski uh, raked Joe Biden over the coals this morning and and, uh, really put him on the spot. 
I don't think she meant to expose his hypocrisy on this uh, this topic, but she certainly did that in her determination not to be, uh, you know, caught out as uh, uh, hypocritical herself. So I've got some uh, some clips here from it. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time. Well, <laughs> we might we might spend too much time. I do have a, a habit of digging into these things and uh, exploring every uh, possible aspect of them before I let it go. But here's the first clip that uh, really uh, exposes that uh, Joe Biden was responsible of changing this presumption of truth that he is uh, now trying to fight against. The truth matters. It's period. I fought my entire life to change, to change the whole notion of the law and the cultural sexual uh, around the culture around sexual assault. And I fought to strengthen and protect the process for survivors. I believe we've come a long way and we have a long way to go in this system before we, in fact, are in a position that there's a fair and unbiased view. But at the end of the day, it has to be looked at. These claims are not true. There's no cooperation. I mean, they're, they're not true. <laughs> well, you can just sit there and say they're not true all you, you want to. But according to the standard that you put in the Violence Against Women's Act and that you put into Title IX that, um, that you know, made it conditional that colleges and universities uh, have to enshrine this, uh, this standard – reversing the burden of proof in order for colleges to get uh, federal funding. So uh, according to Joe Biden's own standard, what is necessary now is to prove Tara Reid's allegations are false. So welcome to the world you created, Joe Biden. Now, I don't know if, uh, if Tara Reid's allegations are false. We do know that she says she filed a complaint and, uh, you know, it hasn't been that long ago since the Democrats controlled the Senate. They may have purged those complaints. They uh, they might have um, been put in uh, Joe Biden's personal papers that are at the University of Delaware that he is uh, refusing to allow to be searched. For, uh, but here's uh, here's Mika citing this me too standard of proof that Joe Biden so desperately doesn't want to apply to himself. Well, uh, I'm going to try and ask many different ways. Uh, Stacey Abrams uh, said during the Kavanaugh hearings, I believe women, I believe survivors of assault should be supported and their voices heard. Kirsten Gillibrand tweeted, do we believe women? Do we give them the opportunity to tell their story? We must be a country that says yes every time. They now both support you. Nancy Pelosi falls into this category too, as well as many other leaders in the Democratic Party. Are women to be believed... Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? <laughs> you got to give Mika credit. She is getting to the uh, to the crux of the issue here and putting Biden on the spot. <laughs> Look, women are to be believed given the benefit of the doubt if they come forward and say something that is that they said happened to them they should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts and the facts in this case do not exist they never happened and there's so many inconsistencies in what has been said in this case so you just look at the facts and i assure you it did 
not happen, period, period. But why is it different now? Do you regret what you said during the Kavanaugh hearings? What I said during the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. And the fact that she came forward, the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's proved she wasn't telling the truth. Or not proved Are unless it's clear from the facts surrounding it. It's not the truth. As we uh, So right there, he, uh, he sort of let loose or uh, let slip that he was the one that, in fact, uh, changed the standard of proof. He, uh, he said that, uh, that in the case of Kavanaugh, he had to prove uh, Christine Blasey Ford's allegations false. And that's exactly the standard that, uh, that were, uh, you know, that the Democrats said that they believed in. But now that it applies with Joe Biden, uh, all of these people that were uh, demanding that Brett Kavanaugh's nomination be withdrawn because an accusation had came forward against him. That's uh, Kamala Harris, um, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Stacey Abrams, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden himself. They don't want that same standard applied to them because it is an impossible standard to meet. It is literally impossible. You cannot prove that you did not do something. In the case of Brett Kavanaugh, he came about as close as he possibly could when he produced uh, his calendars from high school that said he wasn't even in town during the uh, the approximate period of time that Christine Blasey Ford said that this uh, this accusation that she made happened. Here's uh, here's what Joe Biden had to say uh, during the uh, the Kavanaugh hearings, just to remind everybody of um, how his standard has think, changed. Do you think this time it's different that we are seeing with the Me Too movement? something that is truly going to lead for change, to change for women. Look, at the root, this is all about the abuse of power. It's all about the abuse of power. Whether it's Harvey Weinstein or the guy who, uh, the plumber who has a secretary, he, uh, he harasses. Or a senator. It's all about the abuse of power, number one. Number two, women should be believed. So women should be believed. That's the standard, Joe. This, uh, this accusation against you is uh, the truth because we believe Tara Reid. Now it's up to you to prove it didn't happen. Welcome to your world, Joe Biden. Here, is, uh, here he is uh, claiming that he's not aware of any complaint. You know, this, uh, this particular accusation has far more evidence surrounding it than the ones that uh, Christine Blasey Ford made against Brett Kavanaugh. We know that uh, she told people contemporaneously that this happened. We know that she told her mother and there's evidence. Her mother called into Larry King uh, on CNN when uh, contemporaneous, when this happened and was, uh, was complaining about a prominent Senator that would be Joe Biden having sexually abused her daughter and uh, that she filed a complaint with it and could not get any resolution. But here's what Joe Biden has to say about that today. As we await for the records from the National Archives, are you absolutely certain? Are you absolutely positive there is no record of any complaint by Tara Reid against you? 
I am absolutely positive that no one that I'm aware of ever has been made aware of any complaint, a formal complaint made by or a complaint by Tara Reid against me at the time this allegedly happened 27 years ago or until the, I announced for, well, it was, I guess it was in April or May of this year. I know of no one who's aware that any complaint was made. Uh, I think about uh, 100 million people in this country are now aware that the complaint was made because uh, Tara Reid's mother called into CNN and cited it at the time it happened. So that statement doesn't hold up to scrutiny. But uh, there's a, a, a debate. You know, Biden comes forward and says he's instructed the National Archives to release any complaints that uh, Tara Reid may have filed against him. Well, that uh, takes off the table the the archives that are held in the University of Maryland of all Joe Biden's papers. And uh, Mika pressed him repeatedly to uh, to have a search done of those those records at the University of Maryland and see if Tara Reid's name comes up and whether, in fact, there is a complaint held there. Now, I happen to believe that if that complaint ever existed in the archives at the University of Maryland or in the National Archives, They've probably been purged by now. I have no doubt that they got some deep, deep state operative in there to purge them. But Biden doesn't seem to be as convinced and uh, very determined that those records held at the University of Maryland not be searched. And so the National Archives is the only place there would be anything having to do with personnel records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers mm-hmm. at the university. So uh, personnel records aside, are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reid in those records? And if so, I am absolutely certain. Why, not, why not approve a search of her name in those records? Approve a search of her name? Yes, and reveal uh, anything I, that might be related to Tara Reid in the University of Delaware records. There is nothing. They wouldn't. They're, they're not there. Oh, OK. There is nothing. They're not there. We'll just take your word for it, Joe. Because we don't want people actually searching those records for Tara Reid's name. Why would you not agree to that if you were so sure that there was no complaint? And if they, if it's, I, 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 you know, I don't understand what you're, the point you're trying to make. The point there I'm are trying no to make personnel is that records by are, definition. The point I'm trying to make is that you are approving and actually calling for a search of the National Archives records of uh, anything pertaining to Tara Reid. I'm asking why not do the same in the University of Delaware records, which have raised questions because they were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were sealed for a longer period of time. Why not do it for both sets of records? Because the material in the, the University of Delaware has no personnel files and it has, but it does have a lot of confidential conversations that I had with the president about a particular issue that I had with the heads of state of other places, that that would not be something that would be revealed while I was in public office or while I was seeking public office. Well, what kind of conversations were you having behind the scenes that you don't want revealed as part of this campaign that's pretty interesting in itself are the conversations in there with the uh hit the communist heads of china uh, agreeing to ship our jobs overseas anyway I'm, I'm getting lost on a tangent there but if you're so certain joe biden that there's no mention of tara reed in those records why not just uh, say right now 
that you're authorizing that search and any records that uh, pertain to Tara Reid, you're going to make public. It just stands to reason. The best of my knowledge, no one else has done that either. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. They just stand there and look at each other. Nothing classified with the president or anybody else. I'm just asking, why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who who, who does that search? The University of Delaware. Uh, Perhaps you set up a commission that can do it. I don't know. Whatever is the fairest way to create the most transparency. Well, this is, look, Mika, she said she filed a report. She has her employment records still. She said she refiled a report with the only office that would have a report in the United States Senate at the time. Actually, she says she filed that report with the personnel office and with your office and that she complained repeatedly about your your behavior toward her to uh, your chief of staff. So it is quite possible that those uh, records be held by the University of Maryland. And uh, and his refusal to at least allow a name search sort of leads to a consciousness of guilt there. He doesn't want anybody looking through his, his records. Well, that's what they're at the University of Maryland for. He says that he doesn't want uh, his, his uh, personal conversations with other world leaders be part of this campaign that's that's a uh, pretty suspicious in and of itself but really there's there's no way out uh, for joe biden and the uh, establishment democrats they're stuck on this double standard that they themselves created um i gotta uh, once again give credit to maker brzezinski for uh, pressing hard on this issue uh but they're gonna they're gonna say that now that mika who who you know is a joe biden supporter has uh, has done an interview that uh, no more questions. We're going to move on. We're not talking about that anymore. And the question comes now, uh, all of these women who want to be Joe Biden's vice president so they can, in fact, be president, if not in name and in, uh, in practice, uh, they've got to answer to their double standard as well. During yesterday's press conference, uh, Donald Trump, to his credit, said, you know, I don't know if these are true. They're old allegations. I've been uh, accused falsely before, too, so I know that it does happen. But Joe Biden has got to address these. And then shortly after that, it was announced that uh, Joe Biden was going to have to go on Mika Brzezinski. I have no doubt that Mika uh, and Joe at Morning Joe were chosen because of their uh, affection for Joe Biden. If Joe Biden thought he was going to get a pass, uh, I guess he was mistaken. But you, you probably he probably didn't expect what he got from Mika because of statements that she had made in the past like this. There's a lot of things I know about Joe Biden. I've known him for a long time. He is extremely affectionate, extremely flirtatious in a completely safe way. We all, uh, I'm just tell you personally, we love Joe. Love him. I think the next time I see Joe Biden, if he doesn't hug me and give me a kiss and hold my hand while we're talking to you, uh, that's a new Joe Biden. And that's not the Joe Biden I knew. He's a nice guy. He's not a predator. 
again about <laughs> it goes on and on um the problem you know for joe biden is he's got all of these videos on uh in in public uh touching women inappropriately and especially little girls uh you know just that if you look at these videos where he's touching these little girls inappropriately and you can tell the little girls uh are recoiling at his uh his creepiness that would have disqualified anybody else already but um once again the democrat double standard breaks this way through last night biden tweeted uh in response to donald trump you know uh com- being combative with the press biden said an open and independent press is more important than ever in times like this they deserve to be treated with respect not belittled with schoolyard taunts from this president. Well, anybody who's watched this media knows that, in fact, that's exactly what they deserve is uh, to be belittled and taunted, especially this White House press corps who uh, has tried to convert these press conferences uh, not into anything uh, that informs the public, but to raise their own profile by you know making accusations and against the president and being combative. They have richly earned the, uh, the abuse that Donald Trump is glad to heap on them. But it was really interesting to hear Joe Biden, you know, defend the press. Whenever Donald Trump uh, criticizes someone or insults them, it's uh, he's, he's never punching down. He's always, uh, you know, He's always criticizing either the media or other elected representatives or other world leaders. Joe Biden, on the other hand, he doesn't uh, he doesn't ever push back against the media or or anybody, any of the, the elites or the establishment. He calls voters fat. He calls voters horses, asses. He calls citizens, everyday working citizens. Even even campaign workers with lying dog-faced pony soldiers calls them uh, horses' asses. Told that one guy who asked him about the Second Amendment said he was full of crap. Except for he used uh, another word for that. Told him, I'm not working for you. I'll take you out back. Before this uh, whole campaign's over, I'm really anxious uh, to see Joe Biden do one of these push-up contests. But uh, most certainly, they're going to bring Tara Reid back on some of these uh, these news shows to respond to to uh, Joe Biden's interview with Mika Brzezinski. And it's going to be interesting to watch. I think, you know, with regard to these sexual allegations, there's got to be some reasonable statute of limitations. You can't if you wait 30 years to bring an accusation forward, somebody can't defend themselves because memories fade. Records are destroyed. They've got, you know, women have to be, uh, considered to be adults. And these accusations have to be brought forward in a timely manner so that uh, the accused can defend themselves and, and so that they can make their case as well. Donald Trump had a, a sort of a tour de force, um, press conference yesterday and to my surprise uh, most of the media actually asked substantive questions even Jim Acosta had uh, had a, uh, a 
a, a question that wasn't, you know, designed to uh, to raise his own profile and uh, put Donald Trump on the spot. He asked, actually asked a, a substantive question. Back to what John was asking about the possibility that this virus came out of a lab in China. Are, are you insisting or would you insist on China allowing U.S. investigators yeah. into that lab to make Yeah, sure I, don't, I don't want to go into that. We're going to see. So far, I think John has been uh, trying to be, or at least they seem to be trying to be somewhat transparent with us. But we're going to find out. Oh. You'll be learning in the not-too-distant future. But it's a terrible thing that happened. Whether they made a mistake or... Whether it started off as a mistake and then they made another one or did somebody do something on purpose? Say, hey, you know, I I don't understand how uh, traffic, how people weren't allowed into the rest of China, but they were allowed into the rest of the world. Well, that is the question. If China didn't infect the world, rest of the world purposely, why did they continue to allow international travel out of Wuhan while at the same time they didn't allow people from Wuhan to travel to the rest of China? Jim Acosta actually asked a substantive question, and the president gave him a substantive answer. We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at the latest developments in the case of Michael Flynn and ask the question, is Kim Jong-un really dead? Right after these messages on Mojo 5.0. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, after Mika grilled Joe Biden on Tara Reid's accusations, which, again, I got to give her credit. She stepped up. She did a hard-hitting interview. She called Joe Biden out, I don't. I think, in ways that she didn't even realize with regard to this double standard that the Democrat Party, and Joe Biden especially, have tried to impose on everybody but themselves. But after that segment was over with, they turned it over to uh, <laughs> Morning Joe, the most pathetic figure in uh, in the public eye right now, and Willie Geist, and uh, they asked Joe, you know, what would he do if he was in charge during this uh, this pandemic, this epidemic? And uh, once again, Joe Biden was at a loss for anything that he would do that Donald Trump was not already doing. So basically he was left to 
claimed that he would, um, you know, he would act, enact the Defense Production Act. Yeah, we've already done that. He would, uh, he would push testing out. Yeah, we're testing more than the rest of the world combined. That he would, uh, that he would uh, uh, ramp up production of uh, of testing uh, by and and personal protective equipment, and criticize the president for you know not doing a good job of that. Now, if if Willie or Joe were uh, real journalists, they would ask, well, you know, weren't you in charge during the last epidemic? Weren't you the one that depleted the national stockpiles and failed to? To restock afterwards? Aren't you the one that left us in this condition to begin with? But it was really entertaining to see Joe Biden fumble around trying to come up with something that he would do that Donald Trump is not already doing. He said, you know, he would uh, he would save small business uh, by by doing uh, paycheck protection. Well, the administration's already doing that, and they're doing it better than than. Uh, Joe Biden and the Obama administration did during uh, during the Great Recession that, that that he likes to brag about. I was there when that happened. Uh, they had these; they were going to push out money for so-called shovel-ready infrastructure projects. I was sitting on shovel-ready infrastructure projects, uh, building uh, fire stations for City of Atlanta. None of those uh, projects got any money because they were busy shoveling money out to their. Um, their cronies for uh, green projects and for um, special interests, uh, you know, identity politics type of projects. Donald Trump has done a far better job trying to deal with a, a catastrophe that's far worse than anything the Obama administration ever had to deal with. So Trump had this uh, big press conference yesterday. He said one thing that uh, really uh, changed my mind. I, I was, I was of the opinion that we ought to uh, just go ahead and impound all of the debt that we owe China in compensation for the damage that their misinformation, either negligent or purposeful, um, infecting the rest of the world with this virus. We ought to go ahead and just, uh, you know, impound that money that we owe them and not pay them. The president pointed out that that would do damage to the dollar. It would tend to erode the trust that uh, makes the dollar so powerful and that uh, we wouldn't have to go down that route in any case. All we need to do is increase our tariffs uh, against China. Uh, I like it. I especially like it because not only would it... um, would it recover all of the money that uh, that we've lost during this and allow the administration to to um, fill the hole that's been created in our national debt? But it would also have the effect of um, moving further down the road of decoupling our economy from China by giving domestic producers a little bit more room, uh, you know, to to bring back manufacturing from China. The argument against that that the globalists always make is, oh, uh, countries don't pay tariffs. Consumers pay tariffs. Well, in theory, there's some truth to that. But in reality, there has been no increase in the cost of consumer goods since Donald Trump imposed the tariffs so far on China. And that's because China has established a floor on the price that uh, consumers are willing to pay. 
and they've been forced to just eat those tariffs and and um, and have their producers pay for those. And I think that would be the case if we raised them even further or expanded them out on all of the products coming in to China. I think our manufacturers are coming to the realization that moving their operations to a communist dictatorship has been disastrous, both for their supply chains and for the loss of uh, control and their intellectual property. Right now, China is making it impossible for any of these manufacturers that have gone over there to repatriate any of the profits that they've made over there. He was also asked at one point um, about Michael Flynn's case, and uh, he was asked once again whether or not he would consider bringing Michael Flynn back into his administration. I think that's the very least that the Trump administration owes Michael Flynn by abandoning him so early in this, uh, these bogus accusations that have been proven to be a frame job by the FBI now. Let's, uh, let's take a listen to a little of that said that Michael Flynn would come back uh, even bigger and better. So are you going to pardon him? And if so, are you considering to bring him back into your administration? Well, it looks to me like uh, Michael Flynn would be exonerated based on everything I see. I'm not the judge, but I have a different type of power. Uh, But uh, I don't know that anybody would have to use that power. I think he's exonerated everything. I've never seen anything like it. What they did, what they wrote, you see this, General, you wouldn't want this happening to you, what they did to General Flynn. And uh, it's just uh, disgraceful. So, you know, I guess we'll get to that maybe someday or maybe not. Hopefully we won't have to get there. Well, would you consider bringing him back into your administration? Well, I think he's a fine man. I think it's terrible what they did to him. It's something that nobody's asked me, but uh, you're asking me for the first time. I would certainly consider it. Yeah, I would. I think he's I think he's a fine. Well, as a matter of fact, Trump has been asked about this uh, previously by Chanel Rion at that White House uh, Rose Garden press conference. And uh, I certainly think that Michael Flynn ought to be brought back in and put in charge of the intelligence agencies so he can uh, do the work that the Obama administration was so determined to prevent him from doing when they, uh, when they orchestrated this frame job by James Comey and uh, Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. And uh, the, the very thing that they uh, were so desperate to remove him for is exactly why he ought to be brought back in the, a second Donald Trump administration and be allowed to continue that work. You'll probably recall that one of the very few things that Barack Obama advised the incoming president, Donald Trump, on was to not have Michael Flynn in his administration. And the reason he was so anxious to keep that from happening is because he knew that Michael Flynn was going to expose all the wrongdoing that went on during Obama's administration. And that's why they orchestrated this. So if anything, uh, the president should wait and see if Judge uh, Emmett Sullivan is going to do the right thing and have these charges against Michael Flynn dismissed. The president should also then issue a pardon just to inoculate Michael Flynn against any charges should Donald Trump lose the election. Sort of a belt and suspenders kind of strategy. And then he ought to, um, to make him 
the head of one of these intelligence agencies. I'm trying to remember which intelligence agency now is still not led by an America first Trump supporter. Let's see. Yeah. Bring him in, bring him back in charge of the CIA. <laughs> I've heard some people argue that you should put him in charge of the FBI. I'm not so sure that's in Michael Flynn's wheelhouse, but certainly having been previously head of the defense intelligence agency, he, uh, he could take the reins over at the CIA. Oh my God. Heads would explode all over Washington, DC. We're now seeing that, uh, uh, just prior to the frame job being implemented against Michael Flynn, the FBI had conduct or had concluded their investigation of Russian collusion and found no evidence against Michael Flynn. They were about to, dismissed that case, closed the file. When Peter Strzok stopped the presses, said, no, no, don't close that file yet. We've got one more thing. We can try to trick Michael Flynn into lying. So um, to this day, CNN has still not reported on this case. Uh, a lot of network news shows, none of them had any uh, anything about these revelations on their broadcast last night, they spent three years driving home, you know, that Michael Flynn was somehow a, uh, a stooge of Vladimir Putin and that he had, uh, he had, you know, committed some sort of crime that he had pled guilty to. But now that all of this is coming forward, they no longer want to talk about it. Not a single American journalist to this day has asked Barack Obama whether he knew about Crossfire Hurricane, whether he knew that that uh, John Brennan had spent sent spies and operatives into the Trump campaign. Nothing. Barack Obama hasn't been asked a single question about it. And that's probably because they don't want to catch him in a lie. They know that uh, eventually all of this stuff is going to come out. And they don't want to put Barack Obama into the position of having to lie about it. So we're continuing to wonder whether Kim Jong-un is dead or is he just hiding out from the coronavirus, which is almost certainly, um, you know, running rampant in North Korea. Little Kim is uh, five feet, seven inches tall and weighs 300 pounds. I got to admit this, uh, this little, uh, uniform that they've this Maoist uniform that they've got him dressed up in uh, makes him look like he's not that big. You know, maybe two hundred and forty pounds, but he's three hundred pounds, and everybody's wondering whether or not uh, you know he is in fact alive or dead. And here's a report from Reuters uh, that uh, that sort of frames the question. New theory has emerged about the health and whereabouts of North Korean leader Kim Jong Un. State media in the country haven't reported on his whereabouts since he presided over a meeting on April 11th. And he was absent from public ceremonies on April 15th to mark the anniversary of the birth of his grandfather and founder of the country, Kim Il-sung, an absence which has been described as unprecedented. But on Tuesday, South Korea's Minister for North Korean Affairs, Kim Yong-chul, said Kim Jong-un may have stayed out of the public eye to protect himself from coronavirus. It is true that he didn't attend the anniversary for the first time since he took power. However, regarding this year's birth anniversary of Kim Il-sung, 
Many anniversary events, including celebrations, banquets, and national meetings, have been cancelled because of coronavirus concerns. Kim Yong-chul also said there have been at least two instances since mid-January where Kim Jong-un wasn't seen for nearly 20 days. South Korean officials have emphasized that they've detected no unusual movements in North Korea and have cautioned against reports that Kim may be unwell. North Korea has said it has no confirmed cases of COVID-19. The country has taken stringent steps to head off an outbreak, imposing a border lockdown and cancelling some large events. So we don't know if he's uh, alive or dead. He's a, a chain smoker. He drinks a lot of wine. He's 300 pounds, 5 feet 7 inches tall. I hope he's dead. And I hope, uh, I hope you know, the, the country collapses and the, the poor North Korean people uh, get out from under the thumb of this Kim dynasty that has is, that is, uh, killed so many of them and oppressed so many more. But uh, you have to ask yourself, what would happen uh, afterwards if, in fact, Kim were no longer at the controls? You know that the, uh, the Chi-Coms would want to try to move in and fill the void. South Korea is now headed by a, uh, a leftist government that has made a lot of overtures to China. So we could end up, you know, having another one of these authoritarian communist hybrid governments on on the Korean Peninsula, all of the Korean Peninsula, looking to China as their their role models on uh, you know controlling their population at the same time, you know, uh, competing with Western nations on uh, on manufacturing. I want to remind you to run over on over to preparewithmojo.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. It'll take you to My Patriot Supply, where you can get your four-week food supply and save $100 if you do it today. It's normally $297. You can get it today for $197 and get free same-day shipping. These, uh, these food supplies come in uh, plastic buckets that are easily stored, and uh, they've got uh, enough for 245 meals last you two months or two people for one month. Go to prepare with Mojo five Oh and get yours today. So if you're a big Fox news watcher, you see that uh, with the exception of the three evening news shows there, they've, uh, they've put together sort of voluntary limits on what can be discussed. Trish Regan who uh, who sort of stepped over that line, was promptly fired by Fox News. Trish Regan really never had a chance. They put her up against Tucker Carlson in the evening, and, uh, and that's a pretty tough road to hoe because uh, Tucker Carlson shows the best thing on TV. But uh, Trish Regan was tweeting last night and said that uh, she her return to the air is imminent. I certainly hope it's on One America News so they can uh, they can have a breakout moment and start uh, start getting broader coverage. But I want to remind you of uh, the the monologue that uh, Trish Regan got Trish Regan fired. It was exactly what we have seen, and that is the Democrats weaponizing this pandemic uh, in order to attack Donald Trump and possibly get uh, a Democrat back in the White House. Oh. 
We are experiencing technical difficulties. I'm not going to be able to play that clip. But what we have seen is that um, Trish was absolutely correct. We are now seeing that uh, prominent Democrats like pencil neck Adam Schiff are in fact now coming forward and saying that Donald Trump is responsible for all of the deaths related to the coronavirus. Trial, and uh, it was uh, before that snippet that you showed, where we knew we had to answer the question to the senators, okay, essentially, House managers, you've proved him guilty. Does he really need to be removed? After all, we have an election in nine months. How much damage could he really do? And we, we posed that question to the Senate, and we answered it by saying, that he could do an awful lot of damage. But frankly, Chris, I don't think we had any idea how much damage he would go on to do in the months ahead. There are 50,000 Americans now who are dead uh, in significant part because of his incompetence, because of his inability to think beyond himself and put the country first. I don't think we would have ever anticipated that his brand of narcissism and his brand of incompetence Sometimes his brand of malevolence would be so fatal to the American people. But probably, you know, the, the strongest echo of what we were talking about during the trial was when he was earlier talking about how he didn't want to return the calls from governors. He didn't want his vice president. So there you have it. Trish Regan was exactly right. The Democrats were trying to lay the coronavirus, which came out of China, at the feet of Donald Trump. So everything that Trish Regan uh, warned us of has come to pass. Here's this clip. The chorus of hate being leveled at the president is nearing a crescendo as Democrats blame him and only him for a virus that originated halfway around the world. This is yet another attempt to impeach the president. And sadly, it seems they care very little for any of the destruction they are leaving in their wake. That is exactly the argument that Adam Schiff was making just there. We should have impeached him, and because we didn't impeach him, uh, you know, we've suffered from a coronavirus. Now, keep in mind, as you're listening to this, this, this monologue got Trish Regan fired from Fox News. Losses in the stock market, all this, unfortunately, just part of the political casualties for them. You know, this is a time to be united not to be pointing fingers, not to be encouraging hate. And yet, what do we see? We see the absolute opposite from the left tonight. Good evening, everyone. I am Trish Regan. The hate is boiling over. Many in the liberal media using, and I mean using, coronavirus in an attempt to demonize and destroy the president. Well, that is exactly what we have seen. And uh, Trish Regan's voice is too valuable, too too um, powerful to be a casualty of, uh, of this coronavirus. Once again, I'm calling on One American News Network to step up, you know, take the next step forward, uh, start bringing on some of these, these big names and, uh, and offer an alternative to Fox News, which is, uh, you know, controlled by the, the Murdoch family, the, the boys, James and Lynch on. And uh, put a little pressure on them to compete for the uh, for the viewership of conservative side. So we have seen the Democrats in uh, these blue states, these Democratic governors, really go all in on these Gestapo tactics and, and despotism. And I've uh, I've argued for a long time on this show that uh, 
the left is the source of these impulses toward tyranny. Again and again, you see where they try to silence people's voices. They try to jail their political opponents. They try to, uh, to use every tool of power to, uh, to protect their own power. And we have seen it uh, just starkly revealed in, uh, in California and Michigan and New York and Maine and all of these places with Democrat governors. Out in California, um, Gavin Newsom was not happy that, uh, that people went to the beaches in Orange County, which is a Republican stronghold that uh, the Democrats took control over with their vote harvesting fraud schemes. But um, he saw people going to the beaches in Orange County. Uh, that's Huntington Beach and Newport Beach and, uh, and others. And uh, he decided he's not putting up with that, despite the fact that we now know that sunshine is the best disinfectant for this virus. He has uh, closed all the beaches and public parks in Orange County. Now, you should be encouraging people to get outside in the sunshine. That's the safest place they can be not locked up in their homes in close proximity to each other where the virus can spread. But at the same time that, uh, Gavin Newsom's closing the parks in California, he's opening up the prisons and releasing criminals onto the streets to terrorize tax paying law abiding citizens. I guess that he's making room in his prisons for the, for the sunbathers and the surfers and the uh, skateboarders, people who want to get outside in the sunshine in the, the state prisons in California. Yesterday we had another one of these uh, protests in Michigan, which I think are perfectly legitimate. The American people ought not to allow these governors to violate the Constitution and their, their God-given rights with these, uh, these unjustified orders that have no scientific basis at all. But once again, in this uh, latest protest in Michigan, uh, these, these guys showed up in their, uh, their military garb with their long rifles and tried to force them their way into the, uh, the, the state house. And that is so foolish you just can't even wrap your mind around if the republicans if this president loses michigan it'll be because of this uh, stunt of showing up for a uh, at the state house for a protest armed with ars and ak's and looking like you're showing up for combat you should be allowed to own ars and ak's you should be allowed to take them in public you have a right to, uh, to do what you did. That doesn't make it a wise thing to do. If you're in the middle of a, a controversy like this and you've still got, uh, you know, the rights of free speech and assembly and all of the things that are guaranteed in the Constitution, you don't need to show up exercising your Second Amendment right in such a, uh, a confrontational way. And if this keeps up, eventually, you know, one of these police officers or or one of the protesters is going to make a mistake and, uh, and fire off a shot. And it's going to turn into a national, um, scandal 
that will hurt Second Amendment advocates and possibly uh, end up giving the Democrats the White House in the next election. I was talking a little bit about um, opening up the California prisons. You know, there's been a study now that's found that uh, about 96% of the prisoners in the federal prison, they studied 3,300 of them, 96% of them have the coronavirus and a full, I'm sorry, 99% of them have the coronavirus and 96% of them show no symptoms whatsoever. That's a, that's got to be the worst case scenario. These people are living, you know, in in cramped conditions with uh, little to no sunshine. Almost all of them are being infected, and yet almost none of them are showing any symptoms or underlying uh, conditions. That's a great place to start a study right there to determine the real mortality rate of this disease. And now we have the World Health Organization uh, changing their mind and deciding that the lockdowns were a mistake, that the, the, the model that uh, Sweden and Brazil have followed to encourage social distancing while not shutting down their economies, that's the way to go. <laughs> it was only last week that YouTube pulled down videos from two doctors out in California that uh, made that same case. And when YouTube pulled down those videos arguing that the lockdowns are not justified by the data, YouTube pulled that video down citing the World Health Organization that they were, they were not going to allow anything on their platform that contradicted the World Health Organization. I've got a clip here from uh, Susan Wachowski uh, that uh, it runs YouTube saying just that. We also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated to so people saying like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric, like those are all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And so remove is another really important. So if the World Health Organization is the uh, is the gold standard now and that uh, YouTube is going to pull down anything that contradicts them, then they've got to put these videos back up there. Because now we know that all of these lockdowns are going to do is drag out this epidemic while at the same time destroying economies and people's livelihoods. Well, that takes us to the end of this week of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you get out in some fresh air and sunshine. And I hope you're right back here on Monday, right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network, for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. 
Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.